0: To some of us the story of the events of the 24th of May 1738 will be familiar, to others they may be new. So cast your minds back around 280 years ago, which on reflection feels like about six minutes before the lockdown. Go back to the city of London where we discovered two brothers, John and Charles Wesley, who were both clergymen in the Church of England. Both brothers in that May of 1738 were wearing their grumpy trousers. They hadn't worked out that they could wear their happy trousers. They'd just returned from working as missionaries in the American colony of Georgia, and for various reasons this had ended as an embarrassing failure, a doomed love affair, and spending time with a load of religious Americans and a bunch of Moravians had made both the Wesleys really rather glum. Hardly surprising as Moravians are, even to this day, not exactly renowned for their party spirit and levity. But all of this had led the two brothers to feeling rather insecure in their faith. It had caused John to question his vocation as a priest and indeed whether he was truly a Christian at all. It also had a distressing impact upon Charles who felt that he was unworthy of God's love I'm sure a sentiment that so many of us feel at times for months Charles in particular had been praying for God to help him overcome his sinfulness he felt that he never said and did the things he should be doing as a Christian on the 17th of May of that year a friend gave Charles who was sick and in bed a book to read It was by the 16th century Protestant reformer Martin Luther and it was on the subject of salvation by faith. It proved for Charles to be a turning point. On the 21st of May, Charles realised he had been wrong in trying to earn a place in heaven. He should instead be relying entirely on Jesus' love. Jesus had so loved us that he was prepared to die on a cross and pay the price necessary for us to be saved. So when Jesus said on the cross, forgive them, it was a prayer of forgiveness for all people for all time. All a person had to do to be saved was to trust in Jesus' amazing love. Charles felt a huge weight had been taken off of his shoulders and he was overwhelmed with joy. His newfound reliance on God's saving grace produced what he described as a strange palpitation of the heart. And he prayed that his older brother John might have a similar experience. He wrote two hymns as a result of this, one of them being And Can It Be. My chains fell off, my heart was free, I rose, went forth and followed thee. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me?" At the time of writing this, Charles was confined to bed, but a copy of what he had written was sent to a religious society that met in Aldersgate Street in London. It was what we now might term as one of our house groups, or something similar at any rate. John Wesley attended that meeting on the evening of the 24th of May, and it is thought that Charles' hymn was either read out or sung. Charles had had a strange palpitation of the heart. Now John was to feel something similar. So let us hear from John's journal about the events of that day. In
1: 1738 both John and Charles Wesley had recently returned to England deeply dissatisfied with their spiritual state. Still heavily influenced by the Moravians they met with in London, the Wesleys returned and joined a religious society and in in May 1738 they both underwent a profound spiritual experience. John famously described this in his journal for the 24th of May 1738. In the evening I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street where one was reading Luther's preface to the Epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, While he was describing the change which god works in the heart through faith in christ i felt my heart strangely warmed i felt i did trust in christ christ alone for my salvation and an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins even mine and saved me from the law of sin and death three days earlier following his own conversion charles had written this hymn where shall my wondering soul begin? How shall I all to heaven aspire? A slave redeemed from death and sin, a brand plucked from eternal fire. How shall I equal triumphs raise, or sing my great deliverer's praise?
0: John Wesley was a man of immense spiritual and mental energies. But up to now, these had been mostly directed upon himself. He'd spent much of his time brooding about the state of his soul and trying to improve it, and he'd encouraged his brother Charles to do the same. Once my heart was so small in its vision, so narrow in its compassion, so weak in its zeal for truth. Then you chose to enter my heart and now in my heart I can see you. I can love all your people and I have the courage to proclaim the truth of your Gospel to anyone and everyone. Like wax before a fire, my heart has melted under the heat of your love. Continue to help me grow in faith and in service that I may share the news of your love with others. Now their energies were released and immediately directed outward to their fellow men and women who stood in the need of the same liberation that they had received. No longer was personal salvation an all-absorbing aim. Now the brothers would truly live to serve others in response to the love that God had shown them. The house in Aldersgate where that religious society met was destroyed during the London Blitz. The site is now occupied by the Museum of London. Outside its main entrance there is a large memorial to John's spiritual experience in the shape of a flame, with the words from Wesley's journal for the 24th of May 1738 inscribed upon it. The flame reminds us that a warmed heart is the result of the Holy Spirit at work just as the Apostolic Church was given new life and purpose through the coming of the Spirit at Pentecost, so too were John and Charles Wesley given new life, new purpose, and so too are all Christians today who put their trust in God and have their hearts strangely warmed. John asked Methodists to set aside time each week when they would actively help other people running food banks, visiting the sick, organising schools for the uneducated, comforting those in prison. As a church we are going to need to think much more seriously about how we can be active in our service to addressing the many new needs which this horrendous virus is creating and we're going to need to work on that significantly over the coming months and years. For the Wesley brothers, thanking God for his forgiveness and love was no longer going to be just a matter of words or even giving money to charities. It had to show itself in direct action. John Wesley did not see salvation as something which happens after death. Salvation is something to be experienced now. He said this, By salvation, I mean not the vulgar notion of deliverance from hell or going to heaven, but a present deliverance from sin, the renewal of our souls after the image of God in righteousness and true holiness, in justice, mercy and truth. Miss no opportunity to do good. So on that Aldersgate Sunday, a heart which had been cold, a man who had been so self-absorbed about his faith that he had forgotten the importance of love and of knowing that he was loved by God, finally allowed his heart to be warmed. He understood that he was loved by God and that all of his energy and faith needed now to help all other people know that they also were loved by God. The Methodism he founded was organised compassion. So for each of us this day, let us thank God for the ministry of the Wesley Brothers, for the movement they started. And let each of us think about how we will live out our Methodism during this lockdown and once our chains fall off and our hearts and bodies are free. John Wesley defined being a Methodist in these terms. A Methodist is one who has the love of God shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Spirit. One who who loves the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind and with all their strength. God is the joy of their heart and the desire of their soul. May God be the joy of our hearts and the desire of our souls this day
1: and for evermore. Amen.